Jen Cole at Jen Cole ICT, and welcome to Making a Marketer. Hello, hello. I'm Megan Powers at Megan Powers, and welcome to our first live recording of Making a Marketer. This is episode three. So we decided to mix it up a little bit and have a mid-month broadcast be shorter. So our plan is to be about 30 minutes and um, and then we'll put this onto the podcast. So some days you'll have we'll have a guest and sometimes it'll be just us. Today Jen and I are going to talk LinkedIn. There's a couple of new features that um, we think are exciting. Well, one I think is exciting, one I'm not so sure about. Uh, so we'll see what what. <laughs> Um, and then, um, and kind of just, I don't know, I just kind of want to talk through the, the value of it because I've been hearing um, different chatter recently. Some people like Brian Fanzo thinks it's the absolute best platform for his business, not, not, his, not the best platform, but for his business. And then, um, and then I've heard some others say they feel like it's totally dropped off. So, um, yeah. I have a feeling I know one of the big reasons why it's failing for people, and I'll be interested, Jen, to hear what, what you think about that. Um, <laughs> so live video, right? That's an obvious new feature that they're, where they're trying to compete with Facebook. Yes. For, for always. What are your thoughts on, on live video in, in LinkedIn? Oh man, um, you know, on LinkedIn, I think it, it adds a whole new element of pressure because you know when you've been on live on Facebook, you've been on live on Instagram, Periscope, everyone expects it to be kind of raw and real. But then when you add that to LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn is supposed to be very put together and very professional, and I and so I think that <laughs> I think it adds kind of one of those weird dimensions to where we're just gonna have to really know what we're talking about. So what I was saying is I think that it's, it's going to be really, really important to hone in on those key points. And I hear it's also limited to 10 minutes. Have you heard that? I had not heard that, no. Yeah, I, I think I read on Mike Stelzner's um, update yesterday that it's limited to 10 minutes. So you need, really need to keep it focused, keep it contained, put together. Not as many. I don't think there's going to be a lot of forgiveness for tangents. Um, right. Yeah, so that's kind of my input on it. I think it's going to be a lot different. Well, and uh, hi, Tim. Tim just said it's not live yet, and I, I guess I, uh, I understood it to be live, but it's just at, at this point, I just think it's native video. But it, it kind of has um, the way that it appears. It looks like it's live because it's still to me. It appears that it's very, very grainy. Except for I've seen when Brian Fanzo does it, and it's very well put together, very branded. But I've seen people. It looks like they're filming from LinkedIn, just not necessarily posting live. I don't think it's live streaming while they're videoing it. I'm really not sure. This is something that I want to get on and play around with because it's very intriguing to me, but I also want to make sure that I know exactly what I'm doing when I do it because, again, it's LinkedIn. It's not Facebook. It's not Instagram. It's not Periscope, and I don't believe it's as forgiving. <laughs> so. For sure. 
Well, and that was my initial thought was that um, people are, you know, the whole thing, the mantra has been just press record, right? Mm -hmm. With live video and just go for it. And um, no one's going to be upset if there's a technical glitch or whatever. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that there's a, there's less room for error on LinkedIn <laughs> because this is such a professional platform. Not to say that you shouldn't be professional on Facebook, but but yeah, I think it's. Uh, I know I personally, I'm I'm less forgiving on there. If I see a video on there and I play it, I want that content to be truly valuable. I want that. I don't want it to just be like whatever. You know, someone just kind of shooting the breeze, kind of like you yeah. could do in here. I don't really want that in Facebook either, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it really depends on on the vibe that you like this precedent that you set for your video strategy. Like this show is going to be like this. This show is going to be like this. And that's just how it's going to be. But I'm linked with a certain topic, certain top talking points. You got to be prepared. I don't think you can shoot off the cuff like you like I do on a lot of these things. Right. Even Tim says, "Don't watch mine, then Megan Powers." Yeah. Well, oh, she did a great job the other day. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just silly, but it, that's kind of the thing. But it goes to, uh, you know, the value is going to be greater too if people are, and it's going to make LinkedIn a more valuable environment for people if people are doing it right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is this is a platform where you really need to make sure you're doing your um, your you're adding credibility to your personal brand. This is a this is a platform that's all about personal branding. So right. it's important to keep that in mind. For sure. Um, so the other thing that's new is this active status thing on LinkedIn Messenger. So I had someone <laughs> message me. and I kind of had a freak out moment, like the first time I was on Facebook. And I didn't realize that I was on IM and all of a sudden I have someone, you know, chatting at me and it's like, Ooh, it kind of, kind of makes you, you know, it makes me step back a little. Like I know they can't see me, but I'm like, Oh, like <laughs> it feels a little invasive. And so yeah. for me, I saw that on LinkedIn and I was like, Whoa. And that I couldn't, couldn't figure out how to make it go away. So I, um, so I just minimized it and I and I could still see the little green dot. And then when I look at messages, I could see green dots on people. But I figured out today how to disable it. Oh, nice. So do you think I should show it? I can screen share. Do you think I should show it? Um, yes, because this is something that I am I'm selfishly um, interested in, too. Okay. So this is uh, something that's going to be a little bit less exciting for the um, for the listeners. But um, I'm going to try to talk through it as best I can. <laughs> Let's see. So I, I'm adding the extension to Chrome to share my screen, which I, you know, have obviously already done before. So let's <laughs> see if it'll let me. All right. Add extension. Did that. Come on. You got this. Come on. Do it. <laughs> it's not letting me. So I'll talk you through it. So, okay, cool. So basically, when you um, click the right bottom button, there's a a, uh, there's a little gear shift on that if you have it, it, it minimized and you can click messaging settings or, or and click that on or off. But if you click active status settings, um, then in here is where you can turn off display your active status. So if you don't want someone to know 
that whenever you're online, which I, to me, it's just a little invasive. I get it. Yeah. And I, and I, but I, I just see, and I see the value in people who, I don't know. I just see, I see it being abused like little spammy. Yes. I can see that too. Absolutely. Um, um, you can also make other adjustments just sorry as a as an, an aside like you can um say you're who can see or you can that's where all the other settings are where you can say who, who, um but you can also hide your active status from certain people oh i'll say they even went that far yeah especially if you don't want your boss to see that you're on or something right like i mean <laughs> Well, you know, here's what happens to me a lot of the time because of what we are, you know, we're social media marketers. I leave the tab open. So maybe I'm not necessarily active on LinkedIn, but the tab's open. Totally. Same. <laughs> um, you know, but when I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on there for a reason. Um, I'm not on there to be in an active conversation. It's different. It's right. very different. Totally. Which brings me to, I wanted to, I asked uh, Brian Fanzo for just like a one sentence uh, blurb about how it's been valuable for, for him. And he, I know he talked about it on his podcast today, um, but I didn't have a chance to listen to it before we came on. But he said, LinkedIn content is easily amplified as everyone that likes your content gets that piece of content shared to their network. So if I like something that you posted, then people that you're connected to will see that you liked it and then they'll be most more likely to, to take a look at it. So that's why you'll see when you look in your insights, you'll see like people who are second and third degree connect. Right you liking something that um, that you've posted um, he said for me the business decision makers that aren't on the other social channels um, actively during the day are checking LinkedIn a couple of times a week um, yeah and I, the algorithm reflects reflects that too right like it, it shows you posts from people that you've interacted with before and, and that sort of thing um, which I appreciate especially when I'm posting for my client and then I want to like my clients post <laughs> um, you know, give it that credibility. It's, it's so marketing, true. right? <laughs> if only I could get my clients, other employees, and my clients themselves to go <laughs> in and do that more often, then it would be amplified even more. That would be the LinkedIn dream, right there. It's funny because I, yeah, I gave I gave up a long time ago. <laughs> so did I. But one of my restaurants, I, I said to the host that the host stand, there was somebody who was new. There were three, a host and two hostesses. And I said, um, I told them, I introduced myself, said I was the marketing um, person for the three restaurants. And uh, and I said something about social media. And they said, we have social media? I said, what? Yeah. I like, and I, I rattle off all the platforms. And then I, and I pointed to a sign that has like their, all the little, the Instagram, the Twitter, and the Facebook logos on them I'm like no. for the love of beat that's amazing <laughs> I said I'm posting some really good stuff you should check it out <laughs> yes it's true and, and those restaurants they are definitely Instagrammable that's a term yes indeed indeed so Tim we've got to love Tim Lewis always okay <laughs> and now he's he's like a guest on our podcast yeah um so, oh, the name tagging on LinkedIn is already being abused. I, I think uh, maybe he can expand on that. But I, I think that, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe he's getting mentioned. Have you noticed that, Jen? Like, what what do you think about that? Um, so far for me, it has not been abused. Um, 
I, I, I haven't seen any of that yet. <laughs> I'm hoping that I don't have to, but you never know as new things roll out and, uh, and um, users of a certain platform aren't used to the used to the way that they're supposed to be utilized and then they start abusing it, you know, that that can happen. Well, I have a, like I'll mention my clients and then and then in hopes that my clients will get will get pinged. Um, yeah. So and I think that's that's a good thing. I guess I guess it could be abused if it's somebody who you don't really know who's just trying to get your attention. Um, mm -hmm. So we said they've added a feature that asks you who will like this, and you list a lot of people for the. Oh yes, I did see that. I haven't used it, but okay, I see what you're saying. I thought he just comment. Do those names like show up then in the caption, or do they just make sure that they hit those people? Um, like that they get notified? That's a good question. Maybe Tim knows. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Tim knows. Yeah. This is great. Uh, yeah, this is great, Tim, yay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I will be turning that off uh, pronto. Oh, he says both. They get a notification and it shows their name. Yeah, I could see huh. what that would be like, I wouldn't want my name necessarily associated with, with a post. I would want the option to like opt out you know, kind of like on Instagram, when you get you get tagged, someone tags a million businesses in a photo, which is yeah. odd to me, and that, and obviously very spammy. Um, I, yeah. I, if it's not related or we don't know them, or I, I unlink. You have the option to unlink in Instagram, which I do that quite frequently. Yeah, the, and I'm I know it's so off topic, but Instagram is getting spammy. Just gonna say, yeah, yeah. So Tim said you cut out every time you're saying something interesting. Did you see that? <laughs> every time I say something interesting, gosh. <laughs> of course he's kidding. And he said he tagged you on one of his videos. That's funny. I did, but it was relevant. It was good. It's so, different when it's relevant. True. True. And that's what Tim says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. So I think one of the reasons I think that we're hearing negatives on LinkedIn is because groups got so spammy. Yes. Groups used to be super valuable, I think, in LinkedIn, and I think they're less so, I think it's like difficult, really difficult for admins to, to keep up um, or to even, you know, I'm sure that they may even be setting like to, for some of the groups, for people to just be able to post whatever they want. There was a time, right, where they were really trying to control, like no selling in here, so no sell zone, whatever. Um, yeah, um, groups are different. Um, I think that um, the way that that should be done is I think that if you're gonna have a group and you want it to be ultra focused and you wanna stay away from the spam, you need to set out the rules and they need to be in the description of the group and then, you can give people one warning. You can give people two warnings. But if you, you don't give people a third warning, they're out of the group. You just get them out of a group because if they're going to continue. And you and you know what? What I do is I send them a correspondence and say, hey, this is warning number one. We try to stay away from this in the group. So please don't do it again. They do it again. OK, they get another correspondence saying this is your last warning. So don't do it again. Right. For sure. Okay. Interesting, because I forgot that uh, Social Media Marketing World has a group for the event, which mm -hmm. is unusual mm -hmm. it's a unique case which I think that um, you know was good uh, but I, I think that LinkedIn is going to really Facebook groups are just too good 
And I, I think yeah. that they, do you think they can compete? You know what? I, I don't. And um, I don't think that LinkedIn can compete necessarily with Facebook groups. Uh, um, you can't go live. You can't do polls. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't even. Well, I don't even know if you can put a video. Demographic. You cut out. You want to repeat your lessons. I said um, you, there are a lot of things um, that you can't do on LinkedIn, like going live and um posting videos, I don't know, posting polls, things like that, where Facebook trumps LinkedIn groups. But, you know, LinkedIn's been making a lot of changes. You never know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen this year when I manage the LinkedIn group again. Um, supposing we have one, I'm assuming we will. Um, yeah. But I can't, I don't think they can compete with the way Facebook is right now. Exactly. Um, but you do have that demographic that's on LinkedIn and not Facebook. So you still got to hit those people. In right. So, well, and what's interesting, I'm just I'm just trying to like think through what what changes LinkedIn could make in order to compete. I think, well, one of the things that last time I created a group for an organization that I worked for, and um, granted it was small, it was a nonprofit, and we didn't have a ton of activity in there, so it, this wasn't as big a deal. But I couldn't hand off admin to anyone else. If, huh. if you created the group, you 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 could you couldn't get out of it. So like you are the owner of the group. Yeah, I could add someone, but I, then I couldn't take me out of the mix, and I didn't want to continually be reminded that I wasn't involved with this organization anymore. So <laughs> I just deleted oh. it. And again, oh, it was yeah. small, so it wasn't that big a deal. But I could see that being an issue, and I could see maybe that's part of the reason why a lot of groups are are have have. Uh, kind of taken a turn the way they have. If that admin gave up, then there's no one to sort of like you know man the whatever the word is. I don't know to you know Wait. to to, be, to control what's going on. Yeah, and to lose all of that data and all that good conversation is just that's a sad thought. It's a, such a sad thought. So that might be something that they need to rethink how they do that. Or maybe yeah, even make it to where you can have two owners at least and shift that. Right. Yeah, like I said, I could add an admin, but I couldn't mm -hmm. I couldn't delete myself. Right. That kicked me out. So I was like, okay. Bye bye. Uh, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, with as much turnover as a typical company has, you think that the LinkedIn being a company, you know, company centered um, platform would have thought about that a little bit. You should be able to transfer ownership of a group, but I don't think that that's available yet. See, that's interesting that you say that because I don't think they created groups with companies in mind. And uh, there it is. A lot of things with companies in mind. I think mm -hmm. that, I mean, look how much they took away from company pages. Like, they, they're really... I don't know if they just are not in the business of trying to benefit companies so much as they are individuals. She just said that's a good point. <laughs> she cut out. Oh, no, now I think she froze. So um, obviously there are consistent advantages to LinkedIn. Um, and I think that um, she's back. We have audio. Yay. Okay. So groups are span city. We talked about that. I think the consistent advantages on LinkedIn are 
professional branding opportunities that you don't really get in other environments. Then you kind of touched on that earlier when you would say that's the biggest advantage, right? Oh, shoot. Okay. This is good stuff. Okay. Tim, want to interact with me? No. Um, yeah. So obviously LinkedIn is where your work history is for sure, but it's also where you are totally in control of your branding and everything um, that has to do with your work history and mm -hmm. all of that good stuff. She's back. Hey, <laughs> technology. We love oh, it. man, oh, man. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so I was just talking about the branding opportunities that are available in LinkedIn that aren't really available on other platforms. Mm -hmm. Could be 100% professional on Facebook, and that can be, you know, just your persona on Facebook, but uh, Facebook's not just meant for that, right? It's meant, it's meant for... Right. A whole a lot of a lot of other things. Kind of, what's your thought on um, the best way to to keep your brand uh, consistent and to to um, do a good job in that in LinkedIn? Well, you know, I think um, I think Tim hit on it there briefly. I think I saw his comment for like a second about LinkedIn Pulse. Um, that used to be something that I was really good about doing regularly, writing articles on LinkedIn Pulse. I think that when you take the time to do that um, and really put the thought into it and make it pretty, um, you are showing people that you know what you're doing and that you know what you're talking about. It's a very clear demonstration when you're able to talk to why you do what you do in a written format. Um, I think it's, it's a very key piece to personal branding. And I think that more professionals need to utilize it, especially the C-suite people. I know that they don't necessarily think they have the time to do it, but I guarantee you it's worth the time investment. Yeah, I've, I've done some like lunch and learns with uh, real estate agents and, and different uh, organizations on the value of LinkedIn. And this woman said, uh, I don't know, do you think I need a LinkedIn? And I said, do you have you ever had a job? <laughs> you, would you are you working now? Yes. Would you like a job in the future? Yes. Then you need to be on LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> because if you're not on LinkedIn, you don't exist in the yeah. world of work. And it, it's a little sketchy. Like when I went gone to hire people and looked online and like, and sometimes the resume doesn't match the LinkedIn. It's like, okay, which education is right? Oh. <laughs> the LinkedIn or the resume? Yeah. And it's, it's so important. And I think yeah. people, I, I, it blows my mind that people still lose sight of that. It's just so easy. I mean, in my opinion, it's just so easy to have all of that stuff laid out to where if people want to research you, I mean, it, this could be a really big asset, you know, to your personal brand and to your demonstration of what you can provide for a company. Yeah. And I, it's just tragic that it's overlooked so often. And I would think that it wouldn't be as much, but it's, it's interesting. Um, so, just to get back to Pulse, though, and I had an interesting conversation with um, with someone who owns a major blogging company. I'll just say that. <laughs> who said, when we were talking about this, right, it was shortly after Pulse came about. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, I, I think it's amazing because it gives you a, another outlet. He said, but they then they own your content. So that's what yeah. about. I mean, I. Uh, having unique posts there 
that only live there, then that makes it their content in a way. I mean, it's your brand, it's you saying it, but mm -hmm. I thought that was an interesting perspective. It is an interesting perspective. Um, it's something that I can I forget to think about all the time. I mean, I say I write it. It's my content, but uh, -uh not on LinkedIn. Um, so I think that that I that is part of the reason why I keep a lot of stuff on the Backspace blog for my company, because that's my content and it's my company's content if it's on my company blog. Right. Well, and I have a few times um, put something onto LinkedIn that I posted on to another blog. Um, and I, you know, and I put, put a note originally published. Yes. In, um, yeah, know, that's just, a, that's a smart workaround. It's a good way to keep your content yours and still share it. Because mm -hmm. I know, I mean, you also get activity when you, as a, as an update, you know, you put a link to your blog, which we should all do also. <laughs> um, but it's really interesting to see the insights and stuff that you see in, and LinkedIn when you, when you post in pulls. So Tim says he needs to cross post on LinkedIn, never get around to it. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's value in that. And then, you know, when you're posting to Twitter and other platforms too, you're not going to necessarily point them to LinkedIn, nor should you point yeah. them to your blog. Um, but yeah, so what else, anything else on, on LinkedIn that you think we, we should chat about today? We're coming up, we've got about six minutes, seven minutes. You know, I always think um, something on LinkedIn that I think that you, that is also um, slacked off on or easily overlooked um, is the bio. I think defining yourself and what your capabilities are on LinkedIn is it's your first impression. So make it really, really good and make it um, personable. Like, don't make it just here's what I do. I do this. Wah, wah, wah. Don't be like that. Like, write it like you're talking and that you're excited about it. Have it, you know, portray the passion that you have for what you do. For sure. Um, and I, I guess it's just worth noting that some people think like in the first thing that shows up next to your name, they put their title. Mm -hmm. And I guess that can be good. But I think more than anything, especially if you're not planning on being with a company for 30 years, mm -hmm. it should be what you do. Yeah. Or, or who you are, not not just like what your title is and, and where you work. Because just below that, when people click to your page, it shows this is where you work, this is where you went to school, this is where you live. Um, yeah, so, and it's interesting that we're talking about this because I've been thinking like, should I, wondering if I should tweak mine or not. I think it's always a good idea to keep it fresh, change it up, make it like, and, and you know, you can set it up to where people notice when you, do that or you can like toggle it off to where nobody will notice they'll just notice if they visit your page so I yeah. think it's a good idea to do it every so often that's actually a good point too some people mm -hmm. don't know that you can turn off posting every notification because I know <laughs> I have where I just changed my title or I changed something the name something but I didn't change jobs and I got all these congratulations <laughs> I didn't I didn't go anywhere I just I changed. Jim says, "Say I'm not related to Stephanie Powers." <laughs> you just date, you just dated yourself, Tim. So I think uh, I get I get Austin Powers more than <laughs> now. Uh, Jen's probably even too young to know who Stephanie Powers is. There was a show called Heart to Heart. Robert Wagner and Stephanie Powers were the were the stars. Um, <laughs> show. I don't. 
I'll have to look that up. That's what I need to. Just kidding. I'll look that up though. I want to be able to get on Netflix now. Um, there we go. Yeah. So and you know, and it's I don't have a unique name. So uh, having having the appropriate picture is another key thing I think, which um, yeah. we'll overlook. Not just that it's actually you, but that people can see your face and a picture of your dog is cute, but not appropriate really for, for LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. I get especially sketchy on people who ask me to get connected who don't have a picture. Oh, um, yeah. Actually, as yeah. long as I'm on my soapbox. Um, I will say um, when you invite someone to connect on LinkedIn, give them a valid business reason why they should connect. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Especially if we're not in the same industry, mm -hmm. we don't have any connections in common. Cause to me that just says you're just trying to collect people. Right. So whenever I, whenever I invite someone, I say, I met you at X mm -hmm. you know, meet you. You know, I give them like that what or, you know, we have this person in common. They said you'd be a good person to know or something like that. Um, awesome. It, it, and it used to be difficult. I mean, we could talk for a second about the app, the, the LinkedIn app. I deleted it for a while. Like I didn't even have <laughs> zero value to me and it didn't give you the opportunity to write uh, to write a note. So now when you click connect, it says, I don't know, there's some percentage they have on there. People are X percent more likely to um, connect with you if you if you write a note. Um, yeah, I think it's nice. I, I already knew that, but um, <laughs> yeah. But you have, but it takes it's an extra step. Like it used to just be there. Like there was that note, that box, and you could just start typing. Mm -hmm. But now you have to click the write a note button and then write the note and then and then. Hit. And I think that, you know, it's important. It's just like thank you notes. You know, it's one of those things where, hi, I am this person. I don't know if you, you know, remember what we met at Social Media Marketing World. And I I really enjoyed our conversation. I'd like to continue the connection. This literally takes you maybe one to two minutes to do before you push the send button. It doesn't take that long. Right. Right. You know? Yeah, And they sure. like it. They appreciate that. Yes. And now, and this is the other thing that bugged me, though, is that, um, you didn't have any history of what note you wrote, and now they got smart, and it's included in the messages. Yes. So when someone connects, someone when someone agrees to connect with you, then that that message that you initially sent them is in that is in messaging. Yeah, which yeah, is that is really really handy. And then you can even keep on the conversation, which is really nice too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also have people who can who continue to try to um, make appointments with me via messaging. Who, who I don't know and I don't, and he wants to know how we can help each other, which really he wants to know how I can help him. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it, just because of the way he's gone about it. Yeah. And I, I, I've had this happen with a few times lately, and uh, I ended up blocking one of the yeah. people, because I was like, you know, I, I don't feel like I should have to explain myself. And the fact that I haven't responded to three messages, and I know it's terrible, because I used to be in sales, and I hated it when people ignored me. But I got yeah. that eventually, and it's like, whatever, you move on. Right. Just yes, no. Okay, thanks. Okay, I'm not going to keep pushing you, but some people push too hard. Yeah. Don't be that person. Totally. Well, and Tim made a good point. He said it keeps wanting to import contacts, which I hate. Yeah, like it'll pull up too. and go, you want to, you know, like basically it's asking if you want to send a 
LinkedIn request to every person in your Yahoo contacts or in your Google contacts, which is ridiculous. And yeah, I, I mean, some yeah, people from high school. Have you gotten a whole bunch of requests from from people, and it's like, okay, that just they didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, but hopefully you can tell that they didn't do that on purpose. So <laughs> yeah. Tim's getting to 500 plus. All right. <laughs> I, I started with LinkedIn back in 2006. Like uh -huh. I know, I know who invited me into LinkedIn. So Dan Montoya, I met him at a networking event uh, for San Diego state business school, which I wasn't a member of, but someone invited me to their alumni net networking event. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. And I met him and he, and it was sell. I was working in, um, event production sales at the time. And uh, yeah, he invited me to LinkedIn and I was like, this is like gold for connect, not just, just like find people I used to work with too, you know, like mm -hmm. people lost because Facebook didn't exist yet. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was quite exciting. And then I, and I literally, it's funny because for the first 900 to a thousand people, I would, I could go, I could tell you exactly how I met like 98% of those people. Wow. And then now that I've been working in social media and marketing, it's kind of taken <laughs> now. I'm not really sure who everyone is. I also maybe have accepted from someone just because we have someone in common, even though I don't really, see, you know, that kind of thing. So, but I like took great pride in that because it truly was, a, it was an environment that I was cultivating and I was really, really um, finding value in it. And mm -hmm. I still, I'm in there. I use it a little bit less. Part, in part because there's so many platforms, right? Like we can't be everywhere all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it amazes me. Fanzo must not sleep. I don't think he does. I don't think he sleeps. I think he's fueled by Red Bull or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> says I started on LinkedIn at least five years before Facebook. Wow. Yes. We're in 2017, right? So I've been in there 11 years. So I have, um, I don't know, 13,000 connections or something like that. But my gosh, it's um, like a small town. <laughs> Meganville. Maybe it's not that many. Let me see. <laughs> but uh, nobody else, nobody else listening really cares. So I'll do that offline. Um, <laughs> All right. So anything else you want to, you want to add? I think we're, it's time to wrap up. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really, I mean, I could go, I could go on about LinkedIn all day. There are so many things that are good. There's some things that are not, are not so great, but I think you're right. I think maybe it'll be for another time. We can do another round sometime on LinkedIn. Yeah. Later on down the line, um, we could do a full hour and have a, and have someone maybe from LinkedIn on maybe That'd uh, be cool. not just somebody who calls himself a LinkedIn expert, uh, but who actually um, works for them, which, you know, will provide a one-sided uh, perspective in some ways, but also maybe clue us in to um, things that are going on. So, yep. Uh, cool. All right. Well, thanks, Jen, for joining me for our first Facebook Live. Not, you know, not without its its little uh, technical difficulties, but such is the nature of the beast. Hopefully post on the podcast. If you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you. Thank you for listening to episode three and we will see you with, we'll be with Madeline Sklar and maybe one other guest for our next episode. Um, the first week in October. All right. Thanks Jen. Thanks everyone. Thanks Tim. You're the best. All right. Thanks. Bye. We'll <laughs>